is Football Friday Night, powered by WISports.net. Play fake, going to keep it himself right up the middle. Get those legs move. Breaks to the outside, the five, the end zone. Touchdown, Kimberly. Alec Roster. Back to pass now is going to be Ogden. Steps up in a crowded pocket. Throwing deep, has a man. It's caught by Lucas Gerlach. Touchdown, Silver Eagles. Now your hosts, Bill Johnson and Travis Wilson. It is Football Friday Night, powered by Wissports.net. I'm Bill Johnson, Travis Wilson with me, Mike Side. Week 5, we're at the halfway point of the regular season already. And people are getting tired of us talking about how short the season is, but man, the season is short. It's it's halfway through, and, uh, and still some huge stories. One, obviously, the same story we've been covering the, the whole year, and it's it's deserving of that. Does Kimberly win 61 in a row? They won their 60th straight last week, Travis. They got it tonight. Uh, a pretty good Appleton West squad um, that they played tonight, but Kimberly got it done, so it, uh, it it continues. And, you know, the next chance for somebody to to beat the papermakers, I think, the, the best chance in the regular season from here on out is a big rivalry game against Appleton North coming up in a few weeks. Um, a team that has given them trouble a number of times during this streak, but Kimberly's been able to get the job done. That's one to watch in a few weeks here. One of the big matchups we talked about last week uh, was Oak Creek and Franklin. That one, uh, obviously, going on tonight. Does Catholic Memorial bounce back uh, from that tough loss? Uh, they had a home game at Carroll University versus uh, Sussex Hamilton. Uh, so, so many stories out there, and a tough one for the uh, Wiss Sports net team of the week, Bonduel, as uh, as they took on Amherst tonight. Yeah, a whole bunch of great games tonight. As I was looking and, and picking the game of the week for this week, a ton of options, a ton of outstanding games, and it has uh, borne out tonight. We see some pretty tight scores and some pretty big games around the state. Yeah, it's, uh, it, it's another big week. It's week five. We're at the halfway point of the high school football season already, and so many stories. When we come back, uh, we are going to update... The entire scoreboard as we have it right now. Again, some of those games out there yet to go final, but we're going to give you all the final scores that we have. Travis talked about it already. Kimberly's winning streak goes to 61 games as they win in impressive fashion on the road at Appleton West. Plus, we'll give you updated scores on that Franklin Oak Creek game. We'll tell you about Catholic Memorial. We'll tell you about the Team of the Week, Bondowell. We'll tell you all that stuff coming up next. It's Football Friday Night, powered by Wissports.net. Clean out pretty nicely. You're listening to Football Friday Night, powered by Wissports.net. It is Football Friday Night, powered by Wissports.net. Bill Johnson and Travis Wilson along with you. We'll get you all the final scores that we have right now, starting in the southeast region of the state. From last night, Whitefish Bay, the Blue Dukes, showing their presence with authority. At home, they beat Homestead 26 to nothing tonight. Brookfield East continues to be one of the top teams in the state. They blast Menominee Falls 35 to nothing. In one of those games that was a candidate for game of the week, uh, Franklin 34, Oak Creek 10, Waukesha West at home they hammer McQuantico 44 to nothing. Catholic Memorial bounces back at Carroll University. They beat Sussex Hamilton 30 to 14, and Port Washington on the road. Destroys Hartford 39 to 19. 
in the Madison area. Uh, some big games uh, in the Madison area, starting with Clinton and Jefferson. Clinton gets a 32-6 to win as they remain undefeated. Both those teams were unbeaten, in fact. Speaking of an unbeaten matchup, Lodi all over Lake Mills, 55-25. We'll talk to Lodi head coach Dave Pulse a little bit later in Football Friday night. The Darlington Redbirds fall to 0-5 wow. on the season as Fenimore gets an 18-14 win. The game of the week on the Big Ten 70, we heard our buddy Jimmy Kaska on the call on that one. Middleton defeats Verona 31-10. River Valley, uh, excuse me, Lancaster beats River Valley 23-12. And Wanakee all over Portage 64-7. From the Fox Valley, the big story, the Kimberly Papermakers, their 61st win in a row. Every one of those wins is a state record. They beat a good Appleton West team on the road, 56-24. to So the papermakers really hitting their stride here in 2017. Uh, also in Appleton, North 49, Appleton East 7. It was Wrightstown, a 16-7 win at Fox Valley Lutheran. St. Mary Springs, 28-12 over Winnebago Lutheran. And Southern Door crushes Algoma, 49 to nothing. And in a game in that Fox Valley area that just went final, a huge upset as New London beats Menasha 21 to 20 in wow. overtime. New London stopped a potential game-winning two-point conversion in that overtime period. Menasha loses in the regular season for the first time in quite a while. In the north central part of the state, Amherst all over Bonduel 47 to 20. Amherst showing again how good they are this season. A very nice win for Marshfield, 17-14 over Stevens Point, and it was Anigal all over Rhinelander, 48-7. And from the northwest part, or, and from the northwest part of the state, if I can hit my machine here, there we go. Uh, Eau Claire Regis, 22-9 over Durand. That was last night. Chippewa Falls goes all the way up to Superior and picks up a 10-7 win. Menominee, 36, Hudson, 24. Bangor continues to roll. Bangor, a power, 60 to nothing over Hillsboro. It was Spencer, Columbus Catholic, 57, Colby, 14. And in a tight one, West Salem beats Holman, 28 to 27. So it, you look at those scores. We, we ran through the ones we have. We're going to get to the rest of them, obviously, coming up shortly. But what stands out for you as far as the early finals that we have in? Menasha going down to New London. That's a big-time upset right there. And then a game that just went final uh, while we were updating the scoreboard. Kettle Moraine does beat Muskego 21-14. to wow. <laughs> What an up-and-down year yeah. for Muskego. They, they have that huge, dominating win over Arrowhead in Week 2. Come back the next week and lose to a very good Brookfield East team. The next week they come out and beat defending Division Three state champion Catholic Memorial. Follow it up this week with a loss, a tough one, to a Kettle Moraine team that is improving quite a bit under Justin, Justin Gum. And we'll talk to him on Football Friday night as well. We're, we're going to effort, Bill, to talk to seven coaches wow. tonight uh, because there's just so many big games, so many big stories. We're going to try to get seven on the line. That's going to be a lot of work. For our buddy Casey, Casey James, James over there in the producer's booth. Uh, but we want to get the uh, the thoughts and the breakdown on some of these games. So, Did we get in the Clinton score so he can concentrate? We did. Clinton yeah. dominated. Uh, again, they beat <laughs> Jefferson 32-6. to And I tell you what, Clinton might be the favorite in Division Five right now. Uh, they have played a very tough schedule. And they've played bigger schools like a Jefferson, like an Evansville-Albany, like an East Troy that are in Division Three, Division Four. They're in Division Five come playoff time. Last year they had a nice run, got knocked off. I believe it was by Lancaster in Level Three, if I remember correctly. Level Two, Level Three, somewhere in that range. But they came into this week leading the state in rushing, 430 some odd yards rushing 
per game, and it looks like they had another big one tonight. Well, and, and we were talking, and we are going to talk with the uh, uh, the head coach from Kettle Moraine. Yeah, I've always been interested in that program. I spent a lot of time covering the, the Classic 8 for years, and it's a tough league to move forward in because there there's so many traditional powers in that league in Arrowhead in uh, in Catholic Memorial Waukesha West has been good since they've been around uh, it's tough to move forward it seemed like Kettle Moraine was always that team that was good enough just to lose by a field goal you know or lose by a point really play a tough game against Arrowhead and lose in the last second that's why it's good to see them pull out that win tonight versus Muskego yeah and Last year, we saw only three of the eight Classic 8 teams make the playoffs because there was, I think, three or four of them tied at three and four in the standings. And we're going to have some very good teams, perhaps, on the uh, on the wrong end of the playoffs right. again this year. Of course, it's a nine-team conference now with Oconomowoc coming in. Uh, just made it better and deeper. Um, but it does give a little bit more wiggle room. Before, you had to win four out of seven games to get in. Now, likely four out of eight wins gets you into the playoffs so a little bit more breathing room but still uh, a loaded conference and and we're seeing kind of up and down every every week we 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 get an upset here we get another team there the one constant so far has been Waukesha West who has just dominated so far this year Uh, now they've got some of the other powerhouse teams left on their schedule Uh, they haven't played Catholic Memorial I don't think they've played Arrowhead or Muskego um, but they're the ones that have been the most consistent and, in fact, the only undefeated team still in that conference. I've been involved in four games that were delayed by lightning in my high school play-by-play career. Three of them were at Waukesha West. I don't know what it Maybe it was just that we were doing early season games, but that's still, I mean, that high school is less than 20 years old, I think, or just barely over 20 years old, and that's just another example of where uh, the parents and the teachers and the coaches really committed athletically to that school because they've been good ever since they came in, and they've, and they've been good at everything. And their fortunes changed a little bit in football when Steve Rux came over, and I think it was 2000. Right. Steve's dad, Ed Rux, was the head coach at Oconomowoc, very successful. He stepped down. Steve Rux applied for the job at Oconomowoc. They decided they want to go in a different direction, didn't want to have uh, the, the legacy, if you will. And uh, he t- took the job at Waukesha West, and they have done incredible th- things since then. Um, and and you know that's a big credit to him for building that program from almost from scratch. The other one we haven't talked about at length was Franklin. Um, we talked about that matchup. One of the things that people were circling in that conference at the beginning of the season, and Franklin again continues to prove against a really good Oak Creek team just how dominant they are and just how much they want to get back and get another chance for that gold ball. Oak Creek has some very, very explosive uh, offensive weapons on that team, uh, especially on the outside with their receivers. We talked to uh, Mark, Mike Bartholomew, the head coach, a little earlier this year, and he was telling us about Ryan Harvey um, and, and some of the other guys that they have. So for Franklin's defense, which is always undervalued. A lot of people focus on their offense, but Franklin's defense is always very good. To hold them to 10 points, very impressive. Uh, again, Franklin beat Oak Creek 34-10 to 10 tonight. Well, and another, you talked about Waukesha West and how they've dominated. Another team uh, down in that part of the state that continues to dominate, too, is Brookfield East. And, and it's another one of those programs that's always there. And, and they, uh, big win tonight, impressive win tonight. And you have to figure uh, that once we get into the postseason that they're going to be a huge factor again this year. That Division Two field is so loaded. Uh, we've talked about Waukesha West already. You also have Wanakee there. 
Um, it, Brookfield East, I think, is fifth in the coaches' poll right now. Right. And they have been very impressive this year, and they're the defending state champion. That just shows you how good that division is. Well, and, and you always look for innovation. Because I still think every innovation that makes its way to the NFL it starts out at the high school football level. We've seen it with the pistol and the spread and everything else. And, and this is something that's always emphasized, but to really focus on speed, the way that they've focused on speed at Brookfield East, I think has made a huge difference for that program. It absolutely has. That goes back to when Tom Swiddle came there and has continued under Ben Farley. Yeah, absolutely. And, and it's just another great example, too, of kids continuing to play multiple sports and not specializing in one sports. I'll get on that soapbox every single week. We'll have the uh, score update coming up. It is Football Friday Night, powered by Wisports.net. is Football Friday Night, powered by Wisports.net. Play fake, going to keep it himself right up the middle. Look at those legs. Move breaks to the outside, the five, the end zone, a touchdown, Kimberly. Alec Rosner. Back to pass now is going to be Ogden. Steps up in a crowded pocket. Throwing deep, has a man. It's caught by Lucas Gerlock. Touchdown, Silver Eagles. Now your hosts, Bill Johnson and Travis Wilson. Football Friday night powered by Wisports.net. Travis Wilson from Wisports.net and Bill Johnson along with you. And we want to get right to the score update, Travis. Starting in the southeastern part of the state last night, Whitefish Bay, an impressive home win over Homestead, 26 to nothing. Tonight, Brookfield East, the Spartans continue to roll, 35 nothing over Menominee Falls. In one of those game of the week type games this week, it was Franklin, 34, Oak Creek, 10. That one played in Oak Creek. Badger with a 42 to 28, 26 win at Westosha Central. Waukesha West continues to impress at home, 44 nothing winners over McQuanago. It was Catholic Memorial, 30, Sussex Hamilton, 14, and Port Washington, 39-19 winners over Hartford. In the Madison area, and, and again, reminder to the folks listening at home, almost 200 games on the schedule every night. We're not going to be able to read every one. We're going to pick 40 to 50 of the biggest games and focus on those. You can find all the scores, of course, at wisports.net. But in the Madison area, we had Clinton getting a very impressive 32-6 victory over Jefferson. It was Fenimore taking down Darlington 18-14. Lodi all over Lake Mills, a huge game in the Capital North. Lodi wins that one 55-25. Middleton beats Verona. 31-10, a big rivalry game in the Madison area. Stoughton shut out Monroe 18-0. It was Lancaster defeating River Valley 23-12. And Wanakee 64-7 over the Warriors from Portage. Fox Valley scoreboard, the big story around the state, continues to be the Kimberly Papermakers. They win their 61st straight game on the road at Appleton West. A 56-24 pasting of West. Elsewhere, it was Appleton North 49, Appleton East 7. Wrightstown a 16-7 win over Fox Valley Lutheran. Biggest upset of the night. One of the biggest upsets of the season so far. New London, 21-20 over Menasha. It was St. Mary Springs, 28. Winnebago Lutheran, 12. And Southern Door crushes Algoma, 49-0. In the north-central part of the state, a huge game. In the uh, CWC Large, renamed this year, Amherst beats Bonduel 47-20. It was Marshfield getting past Stevens Point 17-14, and Anago all over Rhinelander 48-7 in a 
historical rivalry up there in the Northwoods. Eau Claire and the Northwest area of the state, Regis, 22-9 winners last night over Durand. Tonight, Chippewa Falls all the way up to Superior. Happy bus ride home, 10-7 over Superior. It was Menominee 36, Hudson 24. Bangor continues to Bangor everybody. 60 to nothing over Hillsboro. It was Spencer Columbus Catholic 57, Colby 14, and West Salem squeaks by Holman 28 to 27. You know, a score we didn't uh, mention there, uh, but is worth mentioning. Edgar beat Schwamigan 40, uh, what was it, 70 to nothing? 70 to nothing, I think. 70 to nothing. Edgar has not allowed a point yet this year in five games. Um, We saw a few years ago, they had a run where they had, I think it was 11 shutouts in 14 games on their way to a state title in 2009, I think it was. Um, We saw Shyocton have 11 shutouts in 14 games, five shutouts to start the year for Edgar, and they played some pretty good competition along the way. Now, tonight, they didn't get much of a challenge from Schwamigan, but uh, they've had some pretty good uh, games so far. And uh, how about Bangor? They've only allowed seven points this year. Now nah, they they've been tremendous, and uh, you know it, it's no coincidence that those are two of the teams that we mention when we talk about playing for the gold ball at state, and two teams that have won those gold balls at state too. So might might have been the two best teams last year, Edgar right. and Bangor. They met in a level four game with Edgar getting the win. We're gonna try to get seven winning coaches on tonight. Will that will that be a new indoor record for uh, football Friday night? Might tie it. Might tie a record. Might tie but. tie the indoor record, you know, and, and it's not wind aided. You know, we're, we're we're all good here. This is uh, perfect atmosphere uh, to set a record here tonight. So we're gonna try to get seven winning coaches on. We're gonna keep you updated. We'll get you all those other final scores uh, that we don't have yet. We'll report those to you as soon as we get them. It is football Friday night, powered by Wisports.net. by Wissports.net. It is Football Friday Night, powered by Wissports.net. Bill Johnson and Travis Wilson keeping you updated on all the scores, plus we're going to get as many coaches on as we can. We're going to go for the indoor record of seven winning coaches this week. Uh, Southeast region in uh, the state of Wisconsin. From last night, Whitefish Bay 26, Homestead nothing. That's been one of the great rivalries in that area for a long time between those two teams and Homestead or Whitefish Bay got the better end of it this time. Brookfield East continues to roll 35 to nothing over Menominee Falls. It was Franklin 34 to 10, a huge win over a good Oak Creek team in Oak Creek. Lake Geneva Badger 42 with Stosha Central 26. Kettle Moraine with a 21 to 14 win over Muskego. That Classic Eight just continues to be a weird league. Uh, it was. Waukesha West 44, McQuanago nothing. Catholic Memorial back on the winning track. They beat Sussex Hamilton 30 to 14, and Port Washington 39, Hartford 19. In the Madison area, it was Jefferson falling to Clinton 32 to six. Battle of Presidents there, right? <laughs> yeah, there you go. Fenimore 18 to 14 over Darlington. By the way, do you know that the the town of Presidents or city of Presidents in the state of Wisconsin? The city of presidents in the state of Wisconsin. I don't. Cuba City. They're all about the presidents down there. I believe it's the unofficial or maybe the official nickname, the, the city of presidents. Every every city in Wisconsin is the capital of something. 
You know, like Fremont is the white bass capital of the world. The wild turkey capital of the world. Yeah. <laughs> the, the hunting variety yeah. in, in Boscobel. Um, <laughs> the mushroom capital, morel mushroom capital of the world in Muscaday. Let's get back to football. <laughs> Lodi beat Lake Mills tonight. Both teams undefeated. Huge game in the Capital North. Lodi wins 55-25. It was Middleton over Verona, 31-10. Stoughton beat Monroe, 18-0. Lancaster defeats River Valley, 23-12. Wanakee 64-7 over Portage. And how about maybe a little bit of a hangover from last week's Game of the Week on WestSports.net. Pecatonica Argyle goes down tonight to Potosi-Cassville 38-14. In the Fox Valley, the big story continues to be Kimberly. Kimberly, the papermakers win their 61st straight game. Every win is a state record for the papermakers. 56-24 at Appleton West over a good Appleton West team. It was... Appleton North, 49. Appleton East, 7. Bayport, a 48-27 home win over Pulaski. Wrightstown, a hard-fought 16-7 win on the road at Fox Valley Lutheran. Biggest upset of the night, one of the biggest upsets of the season so far. New London goes into Menasha, beats Menasha, 21-20. It was St. Mary Springs, 28. Winnebago Lutheran, 12. West Pier, a 36-26 win over Appleton Xavier. And Southern Door, 49. Algoma nothing. In the north central part of the state, it was Amherst over Bonduel, 47 to 20. Marshfield, a very nice win over Stevens Point, 17 to 14. And Anago, 48 to 7 against Rhinelander. Still looking for a few more scores in that north central scoreboard. Uh, the northwestern part of our state, last night, Eau Claire Regis, 22 to 7, or 22 to 9 winners, rather, over Durant. Chippewa Falls, a road win at Superior, 10 to 7. Menominee, 36. Hudson, 24. Bangor, 60 to nothing winners over Hillsboro. It was Spencer Columbus uh, Catholic, 57, and Colby, 14. West Salem, 28, Holman, 27. And like you said, we're still waiting for some scores in that region. Isn't Bangor well. a fun Bangor. name to say? Well, I was, halfway, the radio. I was halfway through their state championship game a few years ago calling a banger, and the parents called the station and <laughs> corrected me. My favorite, I think my favorite <laughs> nickname to say, though, is the Whippets. Yes. From Whitewater. The Whitewater Whippets. But only if you say it like Stewie from Family Guy. Whippets. 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 Will Wheaton. <laughs> Does anybody play the, uh, is it the Waters Meet Nimrods? Yes. There was that commercial from... In, so, in, uh, in basketball, there'll be some crossover games. Some crossover games with yeah. the Waters Meet Nimrods. So uh, we are looking forward to having a number of coaches on, seven coaches to be exact, we're going to go for that indoor record here tonight. So uh, make sure you tune in. Plus, we're going to get you the rest of the final scores from tonight's action in Week 5 around the state of Wisconsin in high school football. It is Football Friday Night, powered by Wisports.net. This is Football Friday Night, powered by Wisports.net. Play fake, going to keep it himself right up the middle. Get those legs move. Breaks to the outside, the 5, the end zone, a touchdown, Kimberly. Alec Rosner. Back to pass now is going to be Ogden. Steps up in a crowded pocket. Throwing deep. Has a man. It's caught by Lucas Gerlach. Touchdown, Silver Eagles. Now your hosts, Bill Johnson and Travis Wilson. It is Football Friday Night powered by Wissports.net. Travis Wilson of Wissports.net. I'm Bill Johnson. And uh, we are going to try to get seven winning coaches on in the next hour and joining us now, one of those winning coaches, his team won last night. A big rivalry win uh, for his squad 
It is uh, Coach uh, Jake Walter from Whitefish Bay. Coach, how you doing? I'm doing great. How are you doing? Uh, well, we're doing great as well. Uh, every every win is a big win when the season is only nine weeks long, uh, but it's got to mean a little bit more for your guys when it's Homestead. Yeah, there's uh, there's been a uh, quite a rivalry going on uh, for a while here with Homestead and Whitefish Bay, and especially with this senior group. Um, they've been, uh, you know, this was the, the the senior group of our kids from Whitefish Bay. It's, they have never lost to Homestead until last year in the regular season um, as juniors. So, um, and then we obviously lost to them level three in the playoffs. So, they definitely wanted uh, that last shot at them and uh, you know get back on the winning track and uh, try to knock them off their uh, pedestal of winning sixteen straight conference championships. So now the the challenge turns to building on the momentum and refocusing the kids a little bit. I imagine. Um, any any concerns about that, about uh, finishing the job as, as this Homestead win is just part of the process to win that conference title? Oh, definitely, especially, I mean, as a, as a coach, um, you know, you get a big win like that. Um, but looking at our schedule, we still have a, I mean, West Bend East, we play next week, has got phenomenal athletes um, at all the skill positions and a real big offensive line. And if we, you know, take an easy week, um, they're gonna they're gonna punch us in the mouth and you know put us down with an L. So um, yeah, it's definitely a concern of mine. But looking at my kids, um, they know that this was expected from themselves to beat Homestead, and it was just another step in where we're trying to get to accomplish. So I think they're gonna they they understand and they're gonna focus and stay focused for the for the last four weeks of the regular season. A lot of uh, attention, deservedly so, has been paid to your offense, which has some uh, outstanding playmakers. But to shut out Homestead has to be uh, a very uh, impressive performance for your defense as well. Yeah, it was a phenomenal effort. We forced five turnovers, um, and we limited them to 14 offensive plays in the first half, so they didn't get a chance to get into any type of groove. Um, and we've been you know, kind of moving some pieces around defensively and um, switching up a little bit schematically, our, our like you said, our you know, we get a lot of talk on the offensive side. We're very explosive, so we wanted to match that and be super aggressive defensively, force as many turnovers as we can, put pressure on the quarterbacks, take away their top talents, and um, our kids are really starting to feed off of that. Um, in the past, we've been kind of like the bend but don't break defense. Well, we've we've kind of knocked that out of here, and we were more aggressive, and we're going after the ball. Um, and it's shown by we're plus 13 right now in five weeks on turnover differential. Very impressive stat for sure. We're talking with Jake Walter, the head coach of Whitefish Bay, who last night on Thursday, uh, his Blue Dukes got a 26-0 shutout victory over Homestead. Uh, Coach, one more question before we let you go. Uh, Imagine that uh, with playing last night especially, attention has already started to turn to next week, so who do you have next week, and, and what's the early outlook? Yeah, we have uh, West Bend East um, next week, and they actually uh, started out out of the gates real fast. I think they had 100 points in their first two games, and their offense um, is very explosive, but they've uh, kind of worn down a little bit these last three weeks and had three tough games. Um, I think they lost by a touchdown in each of them. Even tonight, Slinger came back and beat them, um, a big physical football team. But um, they they are a team that's got skill all over the place they're really junior heavy so they're still pretty young um so the the key is going to be the you know when they come into our place to 
try to knock them out early. Um, don't give them any hope because, um, like I said, they've got talent running up and down that uh, up that roster. So um, we're definitely going to have our hands full coming up the next Friday night. All right, Coach, thank you very much. Best of luck to you and your guys, all right? I appreciate it. Thank you very much. All right, that is uh, Whitefish Bay head coach Jake Walter. Uh, we continue now as we move to the northern part of the state. Uh, the Amherst Falcons continue to be one of the real powers in the state of Wisconsin, and they proved it again tonight. Uh, they went on the road and pummeled a good Bonduelle team, 47-20, to and joining us now uh, is uh, is their head coach, Travis. We've got their head coach on. Yeah, Coach Mark Lusick joins us on Football Friday Night. Coach, uh, appreciate you joining us. Very impressive win, 47-20 to 20 over a, a very good Bonduelle squad. If you could, just kind of take us through the flow in that game. Uh, well, thanks for having me on. Uh, I'm on the bus ride home, so I'll do my best here. Um, they actually fumbled on the opening, uh, the first possession. They fumbled the first play. We were forced up to recover it, and we scored. Uh, both 7 nothing. I think they came down and answered right away. It was kind of a back-and-forth game. We actually had three turnovers in the first half, but we're fortunate enough to have a, I think, a two-touchdown lead at halftime or a one-touchdown lead at halftime. The key part was the second half. We had no turnovers. I think we scored on four or five possessions, uh, and they we really bottled them up and only gave up one touchdown in the second half. So we won the game 47-20. to uh, The kids did a great job. It was a hard-fought win. Coach, the, uh, the Bonduel offense had put up some pretty impressive numbers this uh, year, including a very impressive performance last week in beating Iola Scandinavia. What did you guys uh, do? What were you able to do to help bottle up that offense? We really bottled them up. Actually, in the first half, they were moving the ball. Uh, we finally buckled down at halftime, and then we made a few adjustments. Uh, the key part was we tackled. Um, the other thing is, on offense, we scored. So we, get, we kind of put some pressure on them to, to make plays, and they couldn't just grind us out anymore. So, if we want to play two touchdowns or three touchdowns, and that kind of made them one-dimensional. So that really helped. Coach, I wanted to commend you uh, earlier in the season just because the non-conference schedule is so trimmed down now. You don't have to schedule a team like Springs uh, to play every year, but you did that. And uh, is that something that you still use with your guys? I love the fact that in, in high school football, you can take a loss and you can turn it into a positive for the rest of the season. Yeah, you know, that one's stung. I'm not going to lie to you. Uh I went much further with those, but we learned from it. You know, we made a lot of mistakes. Uh, we're a young team. Like I said, we have a lot of seniors, but we're a lot of guys who have played a lot of snaps, meaningful snaps. So we learned, and every week we're learning. Uh, we made some mistakes tonight, but we'll get better. Uh, the good thing about our, a lot of our mistakes, we can fix them, which is the key part. Coach Mark Lusick joining us on Football Friday Night, and we've talked to uh, several coaches that uh, – made deep playoff runs, have won state titles the last few years, and you guys are certainly in that category with two straight Division Five titles. How much has that extra practice time these last couple years helped some of those guys that haven't maybe got a ton of game experience be prepared for this uh, this season? You know, I don't know. I hope it does. You know, I, mean, I think some of those guys, it's a long season. When you go four months, it's a long season. But it helps. I think it helps the, the competitiveness. uh Winning always helps, too. So we've been very successful and very fortunate to have it. I'll be, I'm hoping we can get a couple of weeks of practice this year, too. All right, that sounds good. Coach, we appreciate you joining us on Football Friday night, and uh, hopefully we'll be talking down the road. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. Have a good night. 
Coach Mark Lusick, again, a very impressive 47-20 victory over Bonduel tonight. And uh, just, again, one of a number of huge games around the state of Wisconsin. And we do have a couple scores from the North Central area while we're talking about that uh, that area that we'll update folks on real quick. Loyal did beat Owen Whitby 46-20 tonight. And Ashland got past Merrill in a, a late game, a uh, very exciting game, 16-12, to 12, Ashland over Merrill. Um, so some uh, a few other scores rolling in. Also, I'm sorry, uh, D.C. Everest beat Wausau West 30-27. to 27. Yeah, we're still looking for a few of the scores from that region, and also we're still looking for a few of the scores uh, from the, uh, the north central or the northern part of the state. You know, and, and I really, like I said, because um, most teams now, I mean, there's some teams that don't have any flat-out non-conference games anymore. Their non-conference game is a crossover versus the other division in their own league. Um, so when you have a limited non-conference schedule, you don't have to go out and schedule a, a power. You don't have to go out and schedule a great team. And I really appreciate, you know, whatever whatever coaches decide to do, that's fine. I mean, it, it, different things work for different coaches. But I really, you know, as somebody that does this, I, I, I appreciate having those early season matchups between two powers from different parts of the state. I think it's pretty cool. I think it's awesome. And as we said back then when it happened, it's a huge credit to both of these programs because this is the third year they've played, which means after their initial two-year deal, they looked at it and said, let's keep doing it. Yeah. Why not? And both teams are getting great benefit out of it. And uh, let's be honest, both of these teams have – not been challenged a lot in the regular season uh, at other times in the last few years. And so this is a great opportunity to get that kind of big atmosphere, big game, very competitive game, as we saw in that one. It was uh, right down to the end. Springs held on, um, but it was a back-and-forth affair that was uh, uh, very exciting. And um, like Coach said, they, uh, you know, they, they took the loss. They would have liked to get the win, but still a lot to play for. And in fact, as we talked about the last couple years, the loser of that game has still gone on to win a state title. Right. You know, and the other thing that interests me, too, is a place like Amherst. Because I I lived in Amherst and worked in the area years back, and they didn't have the kind of football success or football tradition that they have now. You know, it's interesting, a place like Springs, I mean, they've been good since the early 70s because Bob Hyland's been there since the early 70s. But there's other places where they're good, even with different coaches and different regimes and stuff like that. So it always interests me. I want to get the opinion of the people that were there. How you how you build that? How you do that when you're turning your kids over, you know, basically every four years, or even you know, if, if you think about the underclassmen and what they actually contribute, you know, you only get guys for one or two seasons. So it it's got to be really difficult to be consistently good. And there's a, an interesting stat I'll mention about Amherst and their playoffs and a run when we come back from this break. That's a tease from Travis Wilson. It is Football Friday Night, powered by WISSports.net. Scores, highlights, and analysis. This is Football Friday Night. It is Football Friday Night, powered by WISSports.net. Bill Johnson, Travis Wilson of WISSports.net. We're going to have some more winning coaches coming up here shortly. Why don't we run down some of the scores that we have for right now. From last night in the southeastern part of the state, it was Whitefish Bay, 26 and Homestead, nothing. We just heard from Coach Wolter of the Blue Dukes. 
Brookfield East hammered Menominee Falls 35 to nothing. New Berlin Eisenhower continues to roll. They win their crosstown battle over West 35 to nothing. Franklin 34 to 10 winners at Oak Creek. Lake Geneva Badger 42 to 26 winners at Westosha Central. Kettle Moraine 21 to 14 over Muskego. Muskego's weird season continues. It was Waukesha West 44, McQuanago nothing from Carroll University. It was Catholic Memorial 30, the Hamilton Chargers 14, and Port Washington 39, Hartford 19. In the Madison area, Broadhead Judah got a much-needed win over McFarland 28-27 as the Cardinals keep their slim playoff hopes alive. They made the playoffs 25 straight years, a state record. But they're 1-4 now, have to keep winning. Clinton beat Jefferson 32-6. It was Fenimore over Darlington 18-14. We have to start wondering if the Redbirds can rebound just to get into the playoffs. They started 0-5. Some very faint playoff hopes right there. Right. Uh, Lodi 55-25 against Lake Mills. Middleton beats Verona in the battle for Highway M 31-10. Madison West, another impressive win, 14-7, following up a victory over Verona last week. Stoughton shuts out Monroe 18-0. Lancaster over River Valley 23-12. Wanakee impressive again, beating Portage 64-7. And Potosi Cassville beats Pecatonica Argyle. That's a lot of slashes and co-ops in that one, 38-14. And joining us now uh, on the uh, hotline, Middleton Cardinals head coach Tim Simon. And coach, uh, a huge win for your guys tonight. Uh, yeah. Yeah, we're pretty happy about the outcome tonight. Coach, you got a 31-10 to 10 win. We listened to our buddy Jimmy Cuska call it on the Big Ten 70. But uh, if you could kind of take us through how that one went for you. Um, sounded like a pretty competitive game, and then you guys kind of put it away late. Uh, yeah, it sure was. I mean, it was, it was a heck of a game. In the first half, uh, we had a hard time moving the ball offensively. Um, defense really did a good job kind of keeping keeping us in the game. We had a special teams touchdown. We had a punt return for a touchdown to give us our first touchdown of the game. That was really a good emotional boost for our guys. Um, second quarter went a little bit better. The offense was able to move the ball. We didn't capitalize, but I think going into halftime, we thought, okay, now we, we know we can move the ball, which we weren't doing in the first quarter. Defense is playing very stout. Um, we bent a little bit on some big plays, but we didn't break. And, of course, you expect that against Verona. They're a very good football team, and Dave Richardson does a good, really good job with their program. You know, everybody's got weapons, Coach, and uh, and you use them in, in different ways. In tonight's game, just from listening to Jimmy's call, it really sounded like Carson Bull made a difference for your team with the way that he can go up and be physical and make tough catches. Um, I think that's with the, with Verona. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, My no, bad. Uh, yeah. But, but he, is, he is a good receiver. Yeah, he's one of those guys you can see on film that, you, you know, You've got to be all over him and not give him any crease because yeah, he's got great hands and he makes pretty exciting catches for Verona. So, and, and their quarterback puts it right where it needs to be put. So we know we had to put some pressure on their quarterback. We didn't do much of that in the first half, but the second half, I think we, we started to get a little bit more pressure on him. And we're talking with uh, Tim Simon, the Middleton head coach, Bill Johnson in studio, shaking his head a little bit. Uh, we'll, we'll, get, we'll give him a mulligan on that one. Well, let's ask you about one of your guys. Uh, from from listening to Jimmy, just a, an incredible run that James Pabst had on a touchdown in the uh, second half. Um, yeah. talk, talk us through that one. It's obviously, I'm sure words probably aren't going to do it justice, but it sounded like yeah, a pretty it, impressive one. It it was really something. It was about a 40 yard touchdown run. Um, we had we had, you know, we had drove the ball, we moved the chains a few times, and as we're running that play, it was just an inside ISO play, and uh, it kind of got stuck at the line of scrimmage. And I was just thinking in my head. 
son of a gun. I don't think we're going to get the first down. And just just like that, he just kept his feet moving and he just turned turned those legs and he broke through two or three tackles and just raced to the end zone. It was it was pretty impressive. We're talking with uh, again Tim Simon, the head coach at Middleton. Impressive win over Verona tonight. And uh, you know we talk a lot about the the Big Eight Conference and. Um, you know how it's a closed conference. Sometimes hard to get a read on teams. But uh, how is your read on your team right now? Where do you think you guys are? As we're a little over halfway through the year, you know that's, that's a great question. Um, you know, I, I think we're we're improving every week, and and I don't just say that as coach speak. I, I see just some growth every every week, and especially with our offensive line. And we're a team that had to replace five starters up front. Um, you know, our best and only returning offensive tackle, um, who's a great player, got a, a Jones fracture, which is just a freak accident. Was wasn't really, really football related. We'll hopefully get him back at some point. But you know, we had five fresh faces up front, and um, you know, I think they're really starting to gel and, and get some confidence with one another. They know they got a couple good running backs behind them and a good quarterback behind them, so they know if they do their job up front, things will go pretty well. So I, I see, you know, little steps in the. Right direction each week, and hopefully we can keep it, keep it, you know, keep that going. Well, Coach, thank you so much for giving us insight not only on your team but on the <laughs> opponent tonight. Hey, I mean, <laughs> anything I can do to help you guys out, <laughs> we appreciate it, Coach. Best of luck to you and the guys. Uh, thanks, have a good night, guys. That is Tim Simon, uh, the head coach at Middleton, and uh, joining us now. Another winning head. I don't know. He's not joining us now. He was joining us. We've been waved off. So that's the way things work with live. Picked radio up the flag. Sometimes. But uh, no. But that was. Uh, it, it was a fun game to listen to. Jimmy did a great job, and it was. Uh, you know, a, certainly an, an impressive win for uh, for Tim Simon and the Cardinals. They're still a game off the pace, though. Sun Prairie remained undefeated, and Sun Prairie has beaten Middleton already this year. Middleton's got to keep taking care of business, obviously. But they need some help if they want to get into the conference title discussion. Somebody's going to have to beat Sun Prairie. Who is it? Maybe it's Madison West, who has been very impressive of late. They got a win over La Follette tonight. Um, I believe it's week seven that uh, Sun Prairie and Madison West would meet up potentially excuse me potentially um, but it's always fun to to follow the big 8 race you know they as we mentioned with coach uh, Simon they don't play anybody else and so sometimes it's a little hard to figure out where everybody's at but uh we've seen some incredible races down the stretch the last few years and and this could be very much the same kind of one and and again how about Madison West being in a position where they are um, at 4 and 1 now again they have a date coming up with Sun Prairie and uh, uh, good to see the Madison schools doing well. Sure. You know, the last few years, La Follette's been pretty consistent, but East has been down, up and down a little bit. Memorial's been up and down. West now getting some consistency under Brad Murphy. Um, and it's good to see because it, they haven't always had that consistency. Well, and we, we talked about it, too. It's kind of the trend, especially in the higher divisions of of Wisconsin high school football. It's been the trend that the, the suburban teams have been the powers, that the, the the teams that come from the cities, like you said, have either been inconsistent or poor, and it, it's been the suburban teams that have really been the powers. And it's especially in a league, like you said, like the Big Eight, it's difficult to make headway when you've got all those other powerful teams. Yeah, and while it's good to see West doing better and La Follette doing better, it's been a few years since any of those city schools have been in that championship position. It's been Sun Prairie, it's been Middleton, it's been Verona that have pretty well dominated uh, that conference in terms of winning the conference title. 
is this a year that somebody else gets into that mix? Can West get that uh, that impressive win over Sun Prairie uh, that they would need to be in a title position? We'll see. But uh, again, good to see those city schools doing well. We haven't mentioned it in this segment, but uh, the Kimberly Papermakers did win their 61st consecutive game tonight. Uh, impressively, too, uh, 56 to 24 uh, over Appleton West at Appleton West. I, they're just rolling, and hey, that's an understatement because they've been rolling now for four and a half years. But to go into a place where this is a good team, I mean, it's not like they're going in and taking on the little sisters of the week. I mean, this this is a, a good team, and they controlled it. And Appleton West has a number of playmakers on that team. Patrick Arada, their uh, running back is very good. Alec Gofford, um, very versatile kid, plays quarterback and is a versatile threat. Uh, so now, you know, I tell you, though, a couple tough games for Kimberly coming up. Nina was very impressive tonight. They got a big win, um, what was it, 66 nothing or 60 nothing, something like that, over Oshkosh North. Now, Oshkosh North is down quite a bit this year. 61 nothing was that score. Kimberly hosts Nina next week, and then the following week, again, hosts Appleton North, a big rivalry game, a team that's given them trouble. If it's going to happen, a loss for Kimberly in the regular season, that's probably the best chance for that to to occur. We did talk a little bit about the uh, North Central region of the state of Wisconsin, and Amherst continues to be uh, the power team up there. We talked with uh, their their head coach, Mark Lusick, uh, after their big 47-20 to win at Bonduelle, and again, kind of like the comparison we made with Kimberly. You know, it's a measuring stick for your team when you get road wins. It's even more of a measuring stick when you can go on the road and win decisively. Yeah, and, and I mentioned that there's a, a, a very interesting stat regarding Amherst and their playoff run. You know, for a lot of people, they only know Amherst is a very successful program. In the last uh, six years prior to this year, they made the playoffs every year, and they had 24 playoff wins in that time. Three state titles, the last two, and then also in 2012, and then a runner-up finish in 2014 when they lost to Lancaster. Prior to 2011, they only had two playoff appearances in school history, and they had never won a playoff game prior to 2011. Since that time, again, 24 playoff wins in three state titles and a runner-up finish. It just goes to show you it is possible to change things around. Coach Mark Lusick deserves a ton of credit for that. He came over from Wapaka, which was a very successful program. I believe there were some other guys that, that kind of came in uh, around that time and changed the culture. And, and that's what needs to happen at some of these schools that are struggling. And, you know, it's it's something that needs to happen at uh, my alma mater, as unfortunately my Richland Center Hornets fell again tonight to Platteville 48 to nothing, uh, all 48 of those points in the first half. And, Richland Center's riding the longest active losing streak <laughs> in the state of Wisconsin. we got to find a way to get things turned around there. Well, and it's interesting, too, and I think back to my days when I lived in Amherst. Um, it, it's hard to call a little sleepy town like that a sleeping giant, but that's, as far as high school football is concerned, that's the kind of place where if you bring in the right coach and you can start winning some games, we've talked about it before. You got First, got to win. And the way you win is you have a, a good coach with a good strategy and a good plan. That's how that's how you win in high school football. Um, but then you have to get the community involved. I, I said it a couple weeks ago, and I believe it, is the fact that you know you have success when you've got people that don't have any skin in the game going to those games, when you don't have just parents, grandparents, aunts, uncles, brothers, sisters, when you got people showing up from the community because it's the thing to do. 
in one of those communities that has a ton of community support. Whenever I go to Lodi, always great crowds and uh, awesome atmosphere. Tonight, the Lodi Blue Devils went on the road, however, to Lake Mills. Both teams undefeated, both in the top five, and Lodi scored a very impressive 55-25 victory in that one. And now it's time to talk to the head coach of Lodi, Dave Pulse. Coach, we appreciate you joining us on Football Friday Night. Yeah, no problem. Thanks for having me on. You bet. Uh, had to be a big atmosphere there in Lake Mills tonight. What was it like from uh, from your perspective on the sideline? Well, yeah, it's a very tight sideline for, for one <laughs> when uh, when you're down there in uh, Lake Mills pit there. Um, but uh, it, was, it was a great atmosphere for Friday Night Football. Really enjoyed it. Um, felt like, uh, you know, Lake Mills had a quality team, obviously, from what they've done. And Ben Dunkelberger's probably one of the best, most well-rounded athletes in the southern part of the state. So um, we were a little worried going in, but our kids hung tough and and got the job done. So what was it that uh, that was allowing you guys to be so impressive offensively, putting up 55 points to beat the Lake Mills Elkats? Well, we got uh, our offensive line probably had one of the best nights of uh, the year for them, and and they sustained some blocks. We got some good lead blocks by our fullback, and uh, we had a uh, you know, we had a couple of running backs with some pretty good speed. So the Hayroth and Mellon, and and uh, we just got uh, got out on the edge and and uh, um, you know moved the sticks pretty good in the first quarter, and then the big plays started coming in the second and third quarter. So uh, wasn't expecting it. We thought it was going to be a track meet right down to the end with it uh, going 14-14 in the first first uh, quarter, and uh, we uh, we were not able to stop uh, Lake Mills from third down conversions at the at the beginning. But uh, we found a way to get some a little bit of pressure on Ben Dunkelberger in the in the backfield, and and then things just kind of kind of went from there. So uh, real fortunate and real uh, real excited to have a good win over a real quality opponent. We're talking with Dave Pulse, the head coach at Lodi. Coach, we've got a little less than a minute left, um, but what's the uh, what's the outlook outlook like the rest of the year for you guys uh, starting next week? Well, we just you know I like every team and every coach in the state. You know, you take it one week at a time. We got a big Lake uh, Lakeside Lutheran game next week. They just put up sixty two points tonight, I believe. Somebody said uh, so. Obviously, they can score in bunches as well. So we're gonna we're gonna be tested again, and that's good. You know, we want to get our kids ready every week and try to keep moving forward get a little better every week so uh you know capital conference uh you know doesn't always get a lot of accolades from a lot of people but uh we got some pretty quality programs in the north and the south conference capital so uh looking forward to it we'll just keep moving forward all right coach dave mill uh dave pull excuse me from lodi a big win over lake mills tonight thanks for joining us on football friday night thanks guys have a great night all right uh, again a huge win over lake mills Two top five teams there. Uh, a heck of a game in Division Four. Well, and it's going to be interesting for Lodi too because they've had that huge rivalry with Columbus over the last few years, and Columbus is down this season. So uh, it's interesting to see where things go for Lodi uh, here in 2017. We'll talk with Justin Gum, head coach from Kettle Moraine, coming up on Football Friday Night, powered by WISSports.net. You're listening to Football Friday Night, powered by WISSports.net. It is Football Friday Night, powered by WISSports.net. Travis Wilson of WISSports.net and Bill Johnson with you, giving you all the scores, getting to as many head coach interviews as we can from those winning teams here in Week 5 of the high school season. We left you in the Fox Valley. We mentioned 
that uh, Kimberly won their 61st straight. Uh, the battle for Appleton, won by Appleton North. They win at home over East, 49-7. Bayport with a 48-27 win over Pulaski. It was Wrightstown on the road, 16-7 over Fox Valley Lutheran. Also on the road, Travis talked about it, biggest upset so far this season, New London, 21-20 winners at Menasha. St. Mary Springs, 28-12 to uh, 12 winners at Win- uh, over Winnebago Lutheran. That one was at Springs. Uh, West of Pier, 36. Appleton Xavier, 26. And Southern Door, 49. Algoma, nothing. Obviously, Travis, the one that stands out of those games, that big upset win for New London. Yeah, nice win by uh, Coach Marsh up there at New London. And um, Menashe is a team that... Uh, has been very good uh, the last few years. We saw them win a state title back in 2014, and you know, had a was talking to some people, and they said, you know, it, it seems like Menashe is getting healthier, getting better, and, and looks very dominant. But a heck of a win by New London on the road, mm-hmm. no less, at Calder Stadium. Uh, we also, uh, by the way, had a final score come in for the Green Bay game between Green Bay East and Green Bay West. Big rivalry game there. East got a 36-26 win over Green Bay West. Well, speaking of big wins, uh, Kettle Moraine pulls off a win uh, over Muskego in that topsy-turvy uh, conference going on the Classic 8. And joining us now to talk about that he is the head coach for Kettle Moraine, Justin Gum. Coach, how you doing? Good. How are you guys? We're doing all right. It's it's a big win for your team, you know. As you look at Muskego, obviously uh, a quality opponent with the the big wins that they've had so far this season. But the nature of this league has been been very up and down. It seems like everybody's got a chance this year. Yeah, I definitely. I mean, it's <laughs> I feel like you say that every year. This is only my second year in the conference, and just the classic eight across the board is pretty darn deep. And I think it's a lot about matchups, you know, week to week. So. Coach, you've uh, been very close to knocking off one of those powers in the Classic 8 in Week 1. Uh, just by one point, you fell to Waukesha West. Last week, by two points to Arrowhead. But this week, you you pull it out and, and get a one-score victory over Muskego. What was the difference tonight, being able to win that close game? Oh, it's, it's kind of funny how to get uh, the game. Our kids said, hey, we, we got the close one. So it was, it was nice to get the, the close win. I don't know. You know, our... We talked about, you know, our culture is, is, is obviously in the process of changing. And it, me and my second year, um, our kids have responded extremely well this year to adversity. I think uh, throughout our program, there's just a ton of trust. And when we've gotten down against, you know, West, against uh, Arrowhead, I mean, even against whatever, the other teams that we face, our kids have responded really well. And tonight, I think it just, you know, we responded at the right time. Uh, we had a couple of things go our way. Uh, our kid, I mean, it's it's a lot up to our kids. I mean, we, we have some talent. Obviously, always helps as well. Uh, I think it just it was one of those things where the ball finally kind of bounced our way, and we, you know, we had timing was a big part of it as well. I think we got the scores at the right time, and our defense got the big stops at the right time. We're talking with Justin Gum, the head coach at Cattle Moraine, a very impressive 21-14 win over Muskego tonight. You mentioned changing the culture, and, and when you step into a program like Kettle Moraine that, that's been good in the past but has been a little bit down more recently. What kind of things do you need to do to change that culture? Um, I mean, we're not, you know, we're not there yet. It's, a, it's definitely a process, um, and it takes a while. But our kids have come so much, you know, in, in just the one year. And, and obviously I got hired extremely, extremely late last year, so a lot of it was X's and O's. And, um, but also at the same time we wanted to instill our culture right away. And, and for us, it's, the big thing is our chop the wood mantra. You know, it's, it's what we are. It's, it's um, what we're all about. It's who we are. It's our identity. Our kids have actually, you know, bought completely into it. They trust each other. 
Um, and that's kind of, I, I don't know, something I guess we can always go back to when things get tough. That's what we hang our hat on, you know, and our, our kids have really bought into that, what it means. And I'm not going to get into all the details of what exactly it means for our program, but I think just just our kids buying into that, that full deal. All right, Coach, congratulations on the win and uh, best of success to you and your guys through the rest of the season. Appreciate it. Thanks for having us on. That is uh, Coach Justin Gum from uh, Kettle Moraine and joining us now, another victorious coach. They had a big win uh, over River Valley tonight. It is Coach John Hoke from Lancaster. Coach, how are you? Well, it could be a lot better right now. Uh, we're just going up a hill and my bus on just died. Oh, no. We're <laughs> <laughs> doing well. <laughs> One of those uh, fun things you get to experience in small-town rural Wisconsin yeah, sometimes, yeah. right? We're, we're all going to squeeze on one bus. We hope it makes it back. <laughs> uh, your athletic director needs to do a better job of scheduling that stuff, I think. Well, I tell you what, if I, if I could get a hold of him right now, I'd take care of him. <laughs> <laughs> Coach, you, you got a very impressive win tonight over uh, River Valley, uh, of course, a team that made it to the state finals in Division Four last year. Uh, take us through that game quick, if you could, 23-12 to against the Blackhawks. Uh, we, you know, we we played very good defense. Uh, they have an exceptional uh, throwing game, and we did really well with that. Uh, um, and, and for most of the night, uh, they got out a couple plays. But offensively, we just couldn't seem to fire on all cylinders. We were moving the ball, and then we, I mean, we were down inside a couple times and came away with no points. So uh, a little frustrated with our offense of not being able to run on all cylinders. And one of the things I know that is uh... – kind of contributed when you guys have struggled in the past has been fumbles and, and uh, you know issues with handoffs in the option offense. Is that getting cleaned up this year, and, and is that one of the reasons that you guys are uh, doing a little bit better so far? We're doing real well with that. Uh, tell you, since, uh, uh, that's not the problem. We just didn't have a penalty. We have something else that goes on, and uh, um, it's just one thing after another. You know, everybody taking a Taking a playoff, and that's uh, that's got to be one of the, the challenges working with high school kids is that finding that consistency level, uh, not only from game to game, week to week, but just within a game itself, play to play, uh, within practice yeah. and games. Oh yeah, it, it definitely is, and uh, you know they ran a little bit different defense than what we expected, so that that caused a little bit of. So um, we will. Uh, I'm, just, I'm sorry. I'm just. I'm sorry, we're, we're switching buses. I got all kinds of things going on here, so I'm kind of distracted. I apologize. But, you know, trying to get consistent is, is the biggest thing that we talk about all the time with our team. John Hoke, the uh, head coach at Lancaster. Coach, we'll, uh, we'll let you get back to uh, okay. getting, your, getting your buses figured out. Uh, best of luck with that. Best of luck the rest of the year. Yeah. And, uh, you know, be a little nice to my Hornets next week <laughs> if you could, please. <laughs> Thank you much, and I apologize for not giving you more attention. No problem. Coach uh, John Hoke, uh, appreciate him joining us as they're going through a little bit of bus and transportation issues, but they did get a 23-12 to win over River Valley tonight. And, of course, Lancaster is one of those traditional powerhouse right. uh, programs. A few years ago, they made it to four straight state title games. Came up short the first three, but in that final one in 2014, they got a big win over Amherst and, and got the gold ball. Um, and John Hoke is a great guy to work with. I've got to know him very well. I always tease him a little bit, though. My senior year at Richland Center, we did beat Lancaster on the road in 1997 when he was the head coach. Um, but they have uh, they've owned the Hornets since then, and, and pretty well owned the SWC conference. And 
one of the best programs in the entire state. Well, and, and he kind of alluded to it, though, too. Doing it differently tonight than the Lancaster that we're familiar with. The Lancaster we're familiar with puts up the the astronomical numbers. In a galaxy far, far away, there used to be a, a post-game host in this market that would... Uh, that would put on the Tecmo Bowl music every time that he mentioned Lancaster because they put up such unbelievable offensive numbers. And you could hear in his voice, he's a little frustrated that they're not clicking on all cylinders offensively. But the thing about this team is is their defense is good enough where they can work out those kinks in the offense and still win games. And their team overall is good enough that they can win in different ways. Last week they beat Westby 56-36, I believe it was, in Evan Gates. Excuse me. Who led the state in rushing last year had seven rushing touchdowns in that game last week. This week it's a little different story. A little bit lower scoring, obviously twenty-three to twelve. But again, they find a way to get it done, and that's what the good teams do. And the Flying Arrows are looking very good in the SWC once again. And that's a conference that is uh, a little bit better overall this year. River Valley is still a solid team, even though they're uh, sitting at two and three overall. I think now they've played a tough schedule. Platteville is undefeated. Sheen is undefeated, a surprise team down there. Uh, so a very tough league. Um, you look at the uh, you look at the win loss records, and all of them are pretty solid. Again, except for my zero and five Richland Center Hornets. <laughs> we will uh, continue to try and get some more of these winning coaches on throughout. Uh, let's maybe update a few more of the scores uh, that we didn't get to. You mentioned uh, Marshfield seventeen. Stevens Point 14, a big win for Marshfield in Stevens Point, and really a tough year for the Spash Panthers this year with a lot of close losses. Yeah, and that's a team that, of course, last year was very successful. They made it to level four of the uh, of the playoffs before going down to, I believe it was Kimberly, in the state semifinals on the left side of that bracket. Lost some good players, but there was a lot of expectations. Uh, I, I thought they were going to be very good. I think I had them in the top five in Division One. But here they sit at 1-4 this year, 0-4 in conference. And like you said, a number of those losses have been pretty close. But this is a nice win for Marshfield as well, a program that was among the best in the state for many, many years. You go back to when Len Lukey was the head coach there. Struggled a little bit since he has uh, moved on, but they're heading in the right direction again. A pretty young team. Surprisingly, they haven't made the playoffs since 2013. On the right track now, however, in that uh, redesigned VFA West. One of the teams that was a power long, long ago and is probably trying to uh, get back to that status a little bit is, is D.C. Everest in Schofield, and, and they had a win tonight 30-27 to over Wausau West. And again, another team in that VFA West, now they moved to 2-3 and three in conference action with this win tonight. And that's a, a VFA West that I thought was going to be much better than what we have seen so far this year. Stevens Point, again, is struggling. Wisconsin Rapids is 3-2. and two. Um, D.C. Everest is actually just 2-3 and three overall. Uh, you know, they've been with that uh, Fox Valley Association the last few years. A lot of still controversy amongst some people about that whole setup. But I thought uh, the West was going to be improved this year, and, and maybe they will be by the end of the season. But uh, so far hasn't really happened the best record in that league overall still just three and two the scores that we didn't get you uh in the northwest region of the state uh and travis might have gone through them, but melrose Menduro 51 to nothing at whitehall it was bloomer 58 cumberland 38 new richmond a 49 to nothing win over prescott i think we got the rest of the scores but we'll run through all of them before the end plus travis is going to uh 
hand out the uh, the gold balls of this show, talk about uh, some of the great individual performances around the state. We'll get you all the final scores, and we'll get you lined up for next week as well. Uh, it's week five. It's still just hard to believe it's already week five uh, in the high school football season. We have reached the half point of the regular season in Wisconsin high school football. It is Football Friday Night, powered by Wissports.net. You're listening to Football Friday Night, powered by Wissports.net. It is Football Friday Night, powered by Wissports.net. Bill Johnson, Travis Wilson of Wissports.net. Been talking to a bunch of winning coaches tonight. We've got another one on the line right now, Menominee, with a home win over Hudson. Joining us now is their head coach, Joe Labuda. Coach, how are you? Good. How are you doing tonight? We're doing just fine. And uh, Tell us a little bit about your win. Obviously, uh, all the wins this time of year are huge wins. Uh, home win over Hudson had to feel good. That was a physical war. Typical, you know, Menominee Hudson game lived up to the billing. You know, they're the largest school in our conference. With, you know, with 1,900 kids, and it's uh, you know, it's always a physical war when we play them, and it lived up to the billing. It was from start to finish it was really a physical battle. Both teams really played hard. Coach, uh, we have talked to you a, a few times over the last few years uh, about some of the kids that you've had that have been outstanding individual players and gone on to play at the next level. Um, it, it's got to be very satisfying and rewarding to see some of those kids having so much success, especially Nate Stanley, recently named the co-player of the week in the Big Ten for his big performance at Iowa. You know, I, I get a big part of just Nate's such a classy role model. It's great to see somebody like that the kids in our community look up to so much have the kind of success he's had so quickly but you know he's about as class act as a guy as there is great leader does all the right things you know one of those kids that as a high school kid always did what was right and not what some people deem popular so it's great to see a young man like that you know his brother's having a you know great career at north dakota as well so it's just great to see those two brothers doing so well and a couple of guys at the University of Wisconsin right now, Mason Stocky, who's uh, out for the season, unfortunately, with injury, and then Alex Fenton in his first year with the Badgers. And you'll have another guy heading to the University of Wisconsin as your current uh, standout uh, linebacker, uh, Mason Platter, is going to be heading to Wisconsin. For uh, the Badger fans tuning in and listening in, what can they expect out of Mason at the next level? I mean, tonight in our game, you saw two of the best defensive players in the state. You know, Cole Godbutt from Hudson and Mason Platter, and they both lived up to their billing tonight. I mean, I think each of them had three sacks. They were in the other team's backfield the whole night. I mean, the Hudson t- defensive uh, tackle that's, uh, you know, committed to uh, Northern Iowa had a big game as well. Both of them played. They both lived up to their billing tonight, and, and they were they stood out on the field defensively tonight. Uh, we're talking with Joe Labuda, the head coach at Menominee, and in the last couple of years, Coach, we've uh, talked with you about how good the uh, the run of talent is in the Big Rivers Conference right now, not only at Menominee, but at a number of these other schools. You mentioned Cole Godbout at Hudson, and there's some very good players from Chippewa Falls, Cody Minan, and uh, of course Isaac Benner went through there last year, and Eau Claire Memorial has some excellent kids. So what's uh, anything that you would attribute the uptick in, in individual talent in the Big Rivers to the last uh, few seasons? You know, I think our conference the last four years 
has been one of the best conferences in the state. You look at last year, we had two teams in the semifinals. The year before that, we had two teams in the semifinal. Eau Claire Memorial, the year before that, in 2015, was our fifth-place team, and they went all the way. They got beat by Kimberly in the quarterfinals in Division One, and they were our fifth-place team in our league that year. Our league has been really strong the last few years and has had a lot of prospects. Like I say, Memorial probably has three kids this year that Eau Claire Memorial that will probably be either one double A or, or, you know, FBS kids, you know, cool guy, but I, I honestly believe probably should have been an FBS kid, but right now is committed to Northern Iowa, Mason Platter. We just got a lot of good kids in our league. You know, Kenny Benerick at Rice Lake is the fastest in the state bar none. You know, there's nobody even close to him. He's proven that on the track. And so our league is loaded right now. It's really a strong league. we got a long ways to go. Menominee, 36-24 to 24 winners tonight over Hudson at home. Coach Joe Labuda, thank you very much. Best of luck to you and your team the rest of the way. Thank you. All right, that is Coach Joe Labuda uh, from Menominee. A big win for them tonight uh, over Hudson. Let's uh, run through the scores that we have, uh, and it's basically all of them now at this point. Uh, starting in the southeast region, uh, last night, Whitefish Bay 26, Homestead nothing. Brookfield East 35 nothing winners over Menominee Falls. New Berlin Eisenhower 35 to nothing over New Berlin West. Franklin 37 and Oak Creek 10. It was Lake Geneva Badger 42, Westosha Central 26. Greendale 56, Wisconsin Lutheran 29. Cattle Moraine 21, Muskego 14, Waukesha West 44, McQuanago nothing, Catholic Memorial 30, Sussex Hamilton 14, and Port Washington 39, Hartford 19. In the Madison area, Broadhead Judah kept their hopes alive for a playoff spot as they beat McFarland 28-27. It was Clinton 32-6 over Jefferson. Fenimore beats Darlington 18-14, dropping the Redbirds to 0-5. We talked to Dave Poles from Lodi about their win, 55-25 against Lake Mills. Middleton defeats Verona 31-10. Madison West, an impressive win as they stay uh, in striking dif- distance in the Big 8, beating Madison LaFollette 14-7. Stoughton shut out Monroe 18-0. Lancaster gets past River Valley 23-12. Wanakee all over Portage, 64-7, and Potosi-Cassville, 38, Pecatonica-Argyle, 14. From the Fox Valley, 61 straight for Kimberly. They're 56-24 winners at Appleton West. Appleton North, 49, Appleton East, 7, Bayport, 48, Pulaski, 7, Wrightstown, 16, Fox Valley Lutheran, 7. It was Green Bay East, 36, Green Bay West, 26, New London, a shocker, 21-20 over Menasha at Menasha. It was St. Mary Springs, 20. 28, Winnebago Lutheran 12, West De Pere 36, Xavier 26, Southern Door 49, Algoma nothing. In the north central part of the state, we got our scores there wrapped up, including Amherst getting a big win 47 20 against Bonduel. DC Everest beat Wausau West 30 27. It was Loyal all over Owen Withy 46 20. Marshfield squeaks past Stevens Point 17 14. Anago defeats Rhinelander 48 7. And Ashland with an impressive late win against Merrill 16 12. 
In the northwest part of the state last night, Regis 22, Duran 9. Tonight, it was Chippewa Falls 10, Superior 7. Menominee 36, Hudson 24. Bangor 60, Hillsboro nothing. Melrose Menduro 51, Whitehall nothing. Bloomer 38, Cumberland, or excuse me, Bloomer 58, Cumberland 38. New Richmond 49, Prescott nothing. It was Spencer Columbus Catholic 57, Colby 14, and West Salem 28, Holman 20. 27. Let's go to the highlights from Casey James. I left. Pitch goes back to Evans. Evans big hole up the middle. He's down to the five. Evans dragging. Raiders in. Touchdown Menominee. Rossner in the shotgun. Steps back. He's looking left. Looking left. Looking left. Under pressure. He's going to take it himself. He's going to have a first down and more. Sidesteps the tackle to the 30, 25, 20, 15, 10, 5 touchdown. Now Verona to punt away here. Young nearly has it blocked, but gets a great punt away. This one going to be fielded and then dropped. Picked back up, though, by Middleton. This is Kevin Miker. He's got some space, and accelerating. still on his feet. He's across the 50 to the 40, has some blockers in front. To the 20, to the 10, to the end zone. Touchdown, Middleton. No flags on the play. It's going to be a 72-yard punt return for a score. Our own Jimmy Cusco with the call on that one. Uh, some of the big individual performances from around the state, Travis. We heard one of the highlights there during the uh, rundown. Menominee's Justin Evans had two hundred, excuse me, 312 yards, five touchdowns on 37 carries as the Mustangs beat Hudson 36-24. Henry Guile, the outstanding running back from Green Bay Pep, uh, Preble, committed to Iowa, had five rushing scores and a 49-0 win over Sheboygan South. In a losing effort, Kobe Berghammer from Cumberland threw for 451 yards in five touchdowns. Royal uh, got a 68-40 win over Nasita tonight. Royal had 501 yards rushing. Adrian Reno had 250 of those yards in six touchdowns. And you want to talk about teams that have changed? How about Nasita? Five years ago, they had 20 rush attempts the entire season. They lead the state in pass attempts and passing yards this year. Just a, a, a representation of the change of uh, the high school football game from running to passing. And one more individual highlight from the coaching ranks. John, or excuse me, Jerry Sins from Edgar won his 400th game tonight. Wow. Again, Edgar has not allowed a point yet this year. They beat Schwam again 70 to nothing tonight. I want to thank all of our affiliates along the line WSCO in Appleton, WMEQ in Eau Claire, KFIZ up in Fond du Lac, WNFL. In Green Bay, WCLO in Janesville, the Big 1070 here in Madison. It was uh, WDLB in Marshfield, WMAM in Marinette, WJMT in Merrill, the Big 920 in Milwaukee, WOSQ in Spencer, WDOR up in Sturgeon Bay, WDUX in Wapaka, WFDL in Wapan, WXCO in Wausau, and WFHR in Wisconsin Rapids. You know, some of the stories have been told already, Travis. Some of them yet to be told here in high school football for 2017. Of course, and a lot more talk about the playoffs coming up next week on Football Friday Night. All right, thanks so much to Casey James. Thanks to all the coaches that joined us tonight. For Travis Wilson of WISSports.net, I'm Bill Johnson. It's Football Friday Night, powered by WISSports.net.